The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the Soccer Talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, the 2022 Champions League final is set, and my God, are we in for a treat in the final, but God damn it, were we in for a treat in the semifinals between Manchester City and and Real Madrid. Good God almighty. I got to tell you firsthand. If you did not watch the second leg between Real Madrid and Manchester City. Boy do I feel sorry for you. Because you missed arguably one of the greatest matches in history. God knows how many matches we've seen that we say that are one of the greatest in history. But this match you can believe that you will be talking about it for the next 10 years? Hell, many fans will be talking about it for eternity. But not just this particular match. They will be talking about this Real Madrid squad. The squad from this season. What a Champions League tournament it has been for Real Madrid. Hell, what a knockout stage it has been for Real Madrid. You know, I, I would ask people, how the hell are you not entertained? I mean, whether you hate Real Madrid or not, you cannot deny the fact that it's not by luck that Real Madrid has reached the Champions League final. If people want to say it's by luck, then you know what? Fine. It was luck, but you know what? In that case, it was luck that Real Madrid created by themselves. It was not luck that was given to them by, by a referee. Oh, no. Not a fucking chance. I mean, quite frankly, if people want to say that, that the referees helped Real Madrid, quite frankly, you're just a hater. And honestly, you obviously did not watch the game. And furthermore, chances are you know nothing about the game. You'll have to forgive me, folks, but I'm just, you know, right now, the adrenaline, because the adrenaline is still getting to me, you know, because of this game, because, oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the second leg, but, you know, uh, I'm sorry, see, now I'm so overwhelmed. But check this out. In the knockout stage, they were down 2-0 in the round of 16 to Paris Saint-Germain with 30 minutes left. Real Madrid overcame that. They were down 4-3 against Chelsea on aggregate with 10 minutes left. Real Madrid overcame that. 5-3 in stoppage time? In stoppage time against Manchester City. Down 5-3 on aggregate. And they come... From behind, they got the job done. Again, how in the hell are you not entertained? Hell, 
How in the blue hell are you not impressed? Again, even if you hate Real Madrid, there is no denying that what they have done in the knockout stage is beyond impressive. And again, it will not only be talked about in the next 10 years, it will in fact be talked about for all eternity. I mean, such a never-quit mentality from Real Madrid. I mean, this might be the best Real Madrid that we have ever seen. <laughs> this could outperform every Real Madrid team that's been under uh, under the the leadership and the skills of Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I ask myself, was Real Madrid ever this resilient when Cristiano Ronaldo was, was part of the team? I mean, maybe, but I don't remember ha them having a tournament quite like this one. But... Out of everything so far, you know, the Champions League final, it's a rematch from four years ago because Liverpool is in the Champions League final as well. You know, it just had to be, didn't it? It just had to be this way after Liverpool lost to Real Madrid four years ago and we all remember what happened with Mohamed Salah in that controversial tackle, you know, with Sergio Ramos. And even Mo Salah himself said that he wants to play against Real Madrid. So there's no doubt in my mind that Liverpool is out for revenge because they want to avenge what happened to them four years ago even though the following season Liverpool went on to win the Champions League when they beat Tottenham 2-0 in the final. Now, I don't know if I want to say this is exactly going to be a full chance at revenge because let's, let's not forget, I mean, not like, not like there's anybody who's not aware of it, but you know, Sergio Ramos isn't even part of the team. So... But at, at this point, I, I think it, as far as Liverpool goes or as far as Mo Salah goes, it makes no difference as to if Ramos is there or not. Either way, they want to beat the crap out of Real Madrid. And honestly, Liverpool versus Real Madrid and, and, how it's, and how the tournament has gone for both teams, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say that this is definitely a match for the ages. This is definitely the match that everybody wants to see. Hell, I'm not going to deny the fact I wanted to see it. You know... It's it's just been one hell of a final, and and honestly, we have to. I mean, at this point, if if anybody is still refusing to give Villarreal the respect they deserve, you know, again, you just don't know the game, and you've obviously just not seen how Villarreal is playing. I mean, again, it was not by luck that Re that Villarreal beat Juventus and Bayern Munich to make it to the final four. Okay, again, if you want to call it luck, that it was it was their own luck. Okay, but. The fact that, you know, Villarreal was down 2-0 on aggregate before leg 2, and then at halftime, Villarreal's up 2-0, so that means it was 2-2 on aggregate. But in the second half, Liverpool unleashed hell. They scored three unanswered runs, and boom. I thought for a second that Villarreal was actually going to pull off one of the biggest comebacks in Champions League history. Now, Real Madrid ended up doing that against Manchester City, but I was really thinking that Villarreal could pull some magic of their own. Now keep in mind this game was actually was actually on Wednesday, but as, as soon as Liverpool makes it two to one, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I mean, this is Liverpool for you. Really, I mean, we want to talk about Real Madrid's resiliency, Real Madrid's winning mentality, con uh, concentration, chemistry, etc. I mean, hey, Liverpool has got it all as well. Liverpool has got it all as well. <laughs> oh boy, you know. This match certainly did not start the way it, w it, w it would have gone, you know, at, at the same way uh, from the first leg. I mean, you know, it was scoreless at halftime, okay? And the first goal of the game was not scored until the 73rd minute when Riyad Mahrez 
gave Manchester City a one nothing lead, which was five to three on, on aggregate. And from there, I mean, I, I was at a pub watching this game, and when they scored, I was like, "Well, that's game over." I mean, <laughs> here's one thing, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna start off by saying this because you know y'all y'all know me. I'm, I'm not gonna bullshit you folks. I ain't gonna bullshit you. I actually thought that it was game over. I thought that there was no way, and I mean no way in hell, that Real Madrid was gonna climb out of this deficit. But God damn it, they fucking did it. And you know what? I am so blessed that I was able to convince myself not to leave the pub where I was watching this match. My gut feeling told me, look, you have you you should stay so you can watch the game so you can build up the knowledge and everything for this show. Okay. That's the first thing that convinced me. But then I thought, you know what? We've seen Real Madrid come back from behind before in these types of situations where there's less than 15 minutes left to play. There's definitely a chance that, that it could happen again. And it happened again. <laughs> Rodrigo in the 90th minute, it is one to one. But guess what? It's still not over because it was then five to four on aggregate. Okay, five to four, and then just like that, just like that, Rodrigo once again scores for Real Madrid. It is five to five on aggregate. Good God Almighty! In the 90th minute, he scores, and then about less than a minute later, in injury time, he scores again. It is tied on aggregate, even though Real Madrid had a two to one score in this game. On aggregate, it was five to five because. Manchester City won the first game 4-3. And the pub I was in, those Real Madrid fans, boy did they erupt. And those Manchester City fans, I mean, one of them was so fucking mad. <laughs> if you even thought of going up to him and asking if he was okay, you know, I, I just can't imagine the, rea the reaction I, I would have gotten. But... <sighs> it, it, it's honestly just like, the, the, the fact of the matter is... I started telling everybody, look, that's the Real Madrid we, we've seen this entire knockout stage. So that, again, should we be surprised? And then one fan said, well, this is Manchester City. I'm like, well, yeah, but Manchester City, as great as they are, as loaded, as talented as they are, I mean, they, they succumb to pressure as well. I mean, we saw that happen last year in the Champions League final. So, man. You know, you know, one of the moments in this game when Jack Graylish for Manchester City was this close, and I mean this close from scoring a, a goal when defender Ferland Mendy blocked the shot, you know, after the after Thibaut Courtois was beaten, Ferland Mendy just denied it, and then that clearance, oh boy. Oh my goodness. And I'm trying to figure out exactly the moment when that happened, if it happened after the after the. Real Madrid, obviously it was definitely before Real Madrid found the net. So, yeah, okay, obviously it was. But, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just so badly overwhelmed right now. Th there we go. Graylish, yeah, it was actually in the 87th minute. Yeah, it was just, it was actually about two minutes before the miracle happened. Graylish was able to get away, get away from Carvajal. And he was able to get the ball past Courtois. But Ferland Mendy, again, at the right place, at the exact right moment, was right there, denied Jack Graylish. God damn it, I thought that was a goal. At first, when people erupted, I thought I thought at first it was a goal. But then when I saw the ball go the other way, and, and, and seeing how the Real Madrid players were reacting, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, there was no goal. Holy shit. <laughs> Whew. Oh, good God in heaven. 
And then, not like that. We hit the 90th minute. Real Madrid is threatening. Karim Benzema gets hold of the ball. Sets up his chance. Passes it to Rodrigo. And Rodrigo... Incredible. Absolutely incredible way of scoring. And again, out of nowhere. Rodrigo would... Basically, you know, that header was just... Ugh. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, you, you have to watch the highlights. You know, I saw this whole game, but I, I just could not wait until the highlights were out there because I just wanted to go back and watch it because I knew I wanted to kind of obviously brush up a little bit things that I have missed. I mean, I did get up a few times. I had to use the restrooms while I was watching the game, and of course I looked at my phone numerous times. But, my God, you know, the, the fact that both goals were with an assist... You know, the first one, you know, Benzema provided the assist to Rodrigo's uh, game-tying goal. And then Marco Asensio provided the second assist, the assist to the second goal. And Rodrigo on a beautiful header. Oh, my goodness. You know, honestly, I, I think according to... Uh, now, honestly, this is merely my opinion. But I have to be honest with you. I believe that Pep Guardiola, a couple of decisions that he made might have been fatal errors for his squad. And what I mean is, is some substitutions that he made. Now, shortly before, now, now right before Riyad Mahrez gave Manchester City the the first goal of the game that gave him a five to three aggregate lead, Kevin De Bruyne was substituted out of the game. And at first, I already thought, well, that's interesting. I mean, it's only one nothing. Uh, it's only a, a one goal lead on aggregate. I I, I figured that if. Uh, if Manchester City was up to, was up by two goals on aggregate by now, it would make more it would make more sense to uh, to pull out Kevin De Bruyne. But hey, you know it's not my decision. I mean, I can make the suggestions honestly, but it's you know it's not my decision. So the goal happens in the seventy third minute. Real Mares scores with an assist from Bernardo Silva. All right. You know, and I should mention, go back to Rodrigo. Rodrigo didn't actually start this game. Rodrigo started this game on the bench. So, <laughs> so after that, immediately, Casemiro and Luka Modric get substituted out of the game. Um, Asensio comes in for Casemiro, and then Eduardo Camavinga, you know, comes in uh, for Luka Modric. So I was actually pretty happy. I was like, well, I was like, okay, I mean, if Camavinga... I, to- I, I really told myself this. If Kamavinga could somehow score three goals, that would make me the happiest man in the freaking world. Because <laughs> everybody knows, you know, you know, I'm always supportive of Eduardo Kamavinga. I understand I'm probably a, a little bit, you know, un, a little bit biased, okay? Because I'm French-American and everybody knows, you know, my stance with the French national team and Eduardo Kamavinga's future. But, ugh, man. So, but going back to Manchester City, but... but uh, Carlo Ancelotti making those substitutions were certainly smart. I mean, let's not forget, Carlo Ancelotti knows the game very well. I mean, there there are many reasons why I refer to him as the GOAT of Italian soccer. But but three minutes later, after Kamavinga comes in, Pep Guardiola pulls out Gabriel Jesus in in favor of, of Jack Grealish. Now, I really didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, I mean... But still, I, I didn't think that pulling out Jesus in favor of Grealish was... Necessarily the way to go, but again, you know, it, it, it's certainly not my decision. But that not long after, about five minutes before Real Madrid got on the scoring board, Fernandinho was actually put in, you know, uh, Real Mares was pulled out, so. 
know, and with a conversation that I had with, with a Manchester City supporter, who, by the way, I want to thank you very much for actually uh, being so kind to subscribe to my subscribing to my show. You know, I, I praised him because he immediately pulled out his phone and said, "I want to subscribe right now." And he even said, like, he said, Alex, I know that you've been told by people that they'll subscribe and they don't fucking do it, so I'm gonna do it right now. So, I, so I really appreciate what you know that guy's strong support. You know, the the sportsmanship that he showed, even though he was visibly upset. You know, but anyway, you know, I spoke to him and I said, in your honest opinion, do you believe that these substitutions made by Pep Guardiola was a fatal mistake? And he really honestly believes that, yeah, it was. But but, uh, at the same time, he asked me, Alex, do you believe that Pep Guardiola was taking risks by making certain judgment calls? And I said, yeah, obviously a manager has to be willing to take risks. Okay, that that's part of the job, especially when you're managing one of the top clubs in Europe. Okay, and of course, in Pep Guardiola's case, a, a squad loaded with talent, you know, it's a tough decision to make. But you know, the judgment calls and these tough decisions, and again, it's all part of the job. So while these substitution decisions were mistakes, at the same time, I I don't want to throw Pep Guardiola too far under the bus because again. He made a judgment call. It's just that, honestly, I just kind of figure... I mean, I think the only thing I would kind of really have my head scratching the most is when he took out Kevin De Bruyne. Although, although ironically, it was like... It was in the 72nd minute. It was right before Riyad Mahrez, you know, put the ball into the back of the net. But, no, again... You know, at this point, you know, it's... I don't know, because, you know, even when Kevin De Bruyne was starting, uh, was in the match, Manchester City was threatening and threatening and threatening, and Thibaut Courtois, I mean, I, I gotta tell you, Thibaut Courtois, the way he was making those saves, and uh, it, it was incredible. You know, and I should mention, in the first half of this match, Real Madrid had zero, and I say again, zero shots on target in the first half. <laughs> and then after that, when they make those three goals, those three goals making them count. I mean, if I if I'm correct, I believe that they were 0 for five on shots on target after the first half. 0 for five. Now Real Madrid w- 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 didn't finish too well, you know, like that. I believe they were 0 and four at one point. So, well, they were 0 and four in their in their shots. I mean, yeah, but uh, uh, they were 0 and 4 on shots on target but again Real Madrid had zero shots on target so uh, it got a little bit confusing but I'm just glad I uh, kind of clear kind of cleared uh, clarified myself a little bit but but moving forward um the, the substitutions again made by Guardiola I mean they're you could, you could say they were they were fatal, fatal errors but at the same time you know Pep Guardiola made a judgment call a risky judgment call, but again, you know, it's part. It's all part of the job. You, you got to be willing to do it. But so you know, after regulation, you know, I told every, you know, I told myself, well, believe it or not, you know, Manchester City came to this game being under pressure, and you know, they were this close. To just you know, it just looked as if there was no more hope for Real Madrid, and then then they just pulled through. I mean, you know, as my good friend and my mentor, Steve Adams, said, and I quote, they were up by two goals on aggregate at the 89th minute, and Manchester City lost its concentration and let Madrid back in the game. 
An epic failure by Manchester City, but credit to Carlo Ancelotti and his, and his players by continuing to fight. <sighs> you know, obviously, it, it's clear to me that Manchester City, the second that they took their foot off the gas pedal, I mean, that was it. That was it. Manchester City made that mistake. They took their foot off the gas pedal, thinking that it was that the five to three on aggregate was enough, which it seemed to be enough. But again, that is why, ladies and gentlemen, you do the game is not over till it's over. In other words, you keep fighting as if your life depends on it until that final whistle is blown. Manchester City did not do that, and it cost them. It cost them big time. So let me say this. Manchester City, at this point, more than ever, they have proved that they just can't get it done. Because, as I said in the last episode, for over five years, for well over five years, they were chasing that title, adding more strength to the squad every offseason, spending money, and they still can't get the damn job done. Much like Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester City, all the money, Unlimited riches, the advantage to get literally anybody they want. They don't have what it takes to win the Champions League. No, 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 you know what? No, 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 no. They do have what it takes. They have all the. They have the talent necessary to do it. You know what? So again, I guess they don't have what it takes. Okay, they have the talent, but the focus was not there. It seemed to be there, but it went away, and boom. Manchester City lost. They're out of the tournament. <laughs> so I'm glad, you know, I'm coming up with these theories. I'm just like, okay, you know what? No. Then in that case, it's like that. So Manchester City, the money, the talent, but no concentration. At least they had it, but they lost it. So they had what it took, but they lost it. There you go. Case in point. They had what it took. Everything, and just like that. In a heartbeat, it was gone. Because they let Real Madrid back in the game, as my good friend and my mentor has told me. And speaking of Steve, I really need to have him back on the show. I'm not sure what, you know, not that he, you know, he's a strong Liverpool supporter, so I'm sure that it would be right to have him back on the game pretty soon. I plan on having him in the future. I plan, I'd like to do a preview of the Champions League final with him, and I would love to do a. A top five best Liverpool players of all time with him. I mean, he, you know, Steve's been a soccer fan, you know, for such a long time. You know, he's always been a diehard Liverpool fan. So, I want to bring him on to do an episode, and, how, and he's going to give his top five Liverpool players. Not anybody else's. He's going to come up with his top five. So, that that's exciting. So, I'm really excited to see how he, he comes up with that. And a guy like Steve, who's been a huge part of the show, you know, and he's got such a great, unique knowledge of the game. I really, I can't wait to hear his top five Liverpool players. And, and, and honestly, speaking of Steve, you know, I said to everybody that Internet FC recently hit uh, over 660 all-time listens, you know, 210 episodes, listens to it in over 50 countries, and and Steve, along with several other good people that I know who have been there for me, have made all of this possible. So I'm grateful to I'm grateful to Steve and all my friends who have been there for me. I'm so grateful for all the loyal listeners out there. You guys rock. Thank y'all very much from the bottom of my heart. And it's it's my honor, you know, to. It's my honor to fulfill your request because I still get requests from fans and it's my honor to fulfill them. Totally my honor. But anyway, I kind of got carried away. So going back to the game. So so going to extra time you go and I said, well, Manchester City is under immense pressure now. But Real Madrid is also under pressure as well because it's still anybody's game. 
But the momentum totally shifted into Liverpool's favor. Uh, not Liverpool's favor, into Real Madrid's favor, excuse me. <laughs> to uh, Real Madrid's favor. <laughs> but, and then, and then moving forward, you know, since the game, extra time starts, and Real Madrid just immediately, I mean, you could just tell that Manchester City looked lost. They were nervous. Like, they were they were scared, honestly. And then, just a few minutes in, in extra time, Manchester City commits, commits a serious fatal error. They commit a foul, and they cough up a penalty. And I tell myself, well, that could be it. That could be it. Now, the penalty, arguably, I mean, some might say this is just my opinion, but the penalty, the penalty was was legitimate. There's, there's really no denying that. But, you know, when I had that, that conversation after with, with that Manchester City fan, he honestly told me that, in his, in his view, the penalty was probably committed, the foul was probably committed out of desperation. And I said, well... I don't know whether it's out of desperation or not, but the bottom line is it's a mistake. It's a mistake by Manchester City's defense, obviously. It basically, Kareem Benzema was kind of brought down with a lunge, and the I mean, the referee immediately pointed to the spot. It was obvious that it was a ref, it was a foul. I mean, it was reviewed, and the way I saw, it, like, yeah, that's definitely a foul. But so I'm said, well, this is it. This is it. Kareem Benzema take you know taking the penalty and and without a doubt like there was any doubt Kareem Benzema put the ball into the back of the net it's three to one for Real Madrid and Real Madrid has a six to five aggregate lead now keep in mind there's still there's still a lot of time this was in the 95th minute and an extra time it goes to 120 minutes and of course there's the there's the stoppage time of that but there's also stoppage time in the first half of, the, of extra time. So Manchester City honestly had all the time in the world to equalize on aggregate and take the lead once again. But Real Madrid was not making the same mistake that Manchester City had made. Real Madrid continued to handle the ball, continued to tr- create scoring chances, continued to threaten. Again, they were not going to make the same mistake that Manchester City made. They were not going to let up. Because they knew that if they made that mistake, Manchester City would take advantage of it. So Real Madrid proved the point that they were playing with that winning mentality that I was talking about, but they were not going to afford Manchester City any favors whatsoever. Manchester City, I mean, at one point, I mean, I'm telling you, I think Fernandinho, this close to scoring, I think Thibaut Courtois made that save, and then Fernandinho, although he was kind of at the right place, just could not get it in, and he kicked it, and it went out of, out of bounds. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, I should mention that goal, that penalty that Kareem Benzema converted. It was his tenth goal in his last five Champions League games, <laughs> and, and I believe at this point, Kareem Benzema he's got to be the top scorer in the Champions League, and at this point, he's, he's definitely got to be the top candidate for the Ballon d'Or. And with all the momentum he's got right now, I cannot wait to see him perform at the World Cup. Oh. I'm telling you, I, I think Kareem Benzema is a whole hell of a lot better than he was. Several years ago, you know, in his mid thirties now, playing his best football. I mean, it would. I mean, France definitely needs Kareem Benzema. So, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I can't wait to see him in the World Cup. So Real Madrid holds on, and oh boy, I mean, 
all the Real Madrid fans that were in the pub just erupted. Uh, there's actually a little personal story, you know, about it, from something that happened, but I don't want to talk about it because, you know, it, it involves trolling and I really don't want to talk about that because it, 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 it got me emotional, but, but seeing some of these Manchester City fans, I mean, man, you, you, you could just tell, I mean, you know, this hurt them. It, it did. But at the same time, I, I would have said, well, I mean, hey, they shot themselves in the foot. I mean, at the same time, I mean, hey, Manchester City fucked up. You know, looking at some of the stats, you know, Manchester City, a 66% shot accuracy, while Real Madrid at 35%. And and then, uh, you know, at one point, all, all the shots that were off target, you know, Real Madrid ended up finishing with 5 shots on target, while Manchester City had a total of 10 shots on target. 10 shots on target for Manchester City, and missing out on these opportunities. I mean... Gold.com mentions at least two big chances missed. Huh. And, and I remember when Real Madrid had one big chance that theirs missed, but Manchester City could not put the could not put the game to sleep. So, and, you know, but the, again, you know, after they scored, and then in the 90th minute when they cough up the, the a goal, and then cough up two goals just like that, you know, in the 90th minute, and then the fir- and then within the first minute of entry time. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Now, I mean, the defense, Manchester City's defense, 15 interceptions, 14 clearances, but no, Real Madrid's defense, check this out, Tipo Courtois, 8 saves total, 8 saves, 27 clearances by Real Madrid's defense with 12 interceptions. Mm-hmm, man, just gained such great, solid defending by Real Madrid as well as Manchester City. I'm just telling you, Manchester City... Had the had their ticket to the final firmly in their grasp, only to just let it slip away. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, you know, I mean, <coughs> again, it's just overwhelming how this game changed at the most crucial moment that it could have possibly happened. Because, like I like I said. It, Overall, in the knockout stage, they were down two nothing to PSG on aggregate with thirty minutes left, and they came back and then they came back and won. I think one overall they won three to two on aggregate. They were down four to three on aggregate to Chelsea with ten minutes left. They came back from that and then five to three against Manchester City, but this time in stoppage time. Huh. Honestly, they okay. Against Chelsea, they outdid, they really outdid themselves from their performance against PSG, but against Manchester City. Real Madrid outperformed themselves, outperformed their previous like come from behind win, you know, in this one. So Real Madrid just really put on a better show each time. I mean, they were just truly getting better. So, oh man, <laughs> looking at a couple of uh, very interesting facts as I pull them up right here. You know, Karim Benzema, who has scored in seven Champions League, who scored seven Champions League goals against English teams this season. That's the most by a player in a single campaign in the in competition's history. So again, Benzema scored seven Champions League goals against English teams this season. That's the most by a player in a single campaign in the Champions League tournament. And Benzema scored four to- four goals in the previous five games against Liverpool. And of course, Liverpool is who they have next in the final. Well, this is a little uh, embarrassing for Mr. Pep Guardiola. 
and this is all according to Opta Joe, Pep Guardiola suffered six, has now suffered six eliminations at the semifinal stage of the Champions League tournament. Back in the 2009-2010 tournament, 2011-2012, when Manchester City, were, when, excuse me, when Barcelona were defending champions. Yeah, because, you know, he, he, those two losses was when he was man, managing Barcelona. And then in the 2013-14 season, as well as the 14-15 and 15-16 and seasons, when he was managing Bayern Munich, he suffered another loss in the semifinals. So, and, and, and this time, you know, you know, six eliminations in the semifinal uh, stage of, of the Champions League. I mean, that ties him along with Jose Mourinho. So, oh man, I mean, I'll be honest. I in this game, based on all this game, I'll be honest. I I do feel, I do feel bad for Pep Guardiola. But you know, he did make he did have his fair share of mistakes. You know, basically talking from those substitutions, they might have been bad. Mis- they might have been mistakes on his part. But overall, I mean, he deserves a fair share of the blame. But you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. Manchester City has to take responsibility as a team. I mean, that's it. It's not just Pep on Pep, Pep Guardiola. It's on the team as a whole. But anyway, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, making history. You know, Carlo Ancelotti made history last week. Last week, and then he made history again today. You know, this time he he's the he becomes the first manager ever to reach the Champions League final five times. Five times. Oh boy. It really just doesn't get any better than that. Then now, does it? You know, looking at it, you know, the fact that last week he became the first manager to win the top flight title in all five of Europe's top uh, five uh, flight leagues. Won the EPL title, won the League Un title, La Liga, Bundesliga, and the Serie A. I mean, there's a reason why Carlo Ancelotti, in my honest opinion, is the GOAT of Italian soccer. And reaching five Champions League finals is huge. He won the Champions League in 2003, 2007, and 2014. I mean, he's one of the very few managers to actually win the title three times. You know, him alongside Zinedine Zidane, and I forgot who the other guy is. But, you know, let's not forget, you know, in his first stint with Real Madrid when he won the Champions League in 2014, you know, Zidane was, was, his, uh, was, his, was his assistant and in the 2014 Champions League final when, at, when Real Madrid, you know, we want to talk about come from behind victories. Real Madrid was about to lose the final when they equalized. And the game goes into extra time and Real Madrid scores four goals to win it 4-1. to one. Oh, boy. But going back you know, in the 2003 Champions League final, I'll never forget that when he was with AC Milan. Again, he was with AC Milan from 2001 to 2009. Beat Juventus in 2003, lost to Liverpool in 2005. You know when um, when Inter Milan when AC Milan blew a, a three a three nothing lead and then lost lost to Liverpool in the penalty shootout. And then you know extracted revenge about two years later in the, in the 2007 final when AC Milan beat Liverpool two to one. So. Yeah, I mean, so you know, so, so so you know what's interesting is it? It's ironic, isn't it? How Carlo Ancelotti goes into the final, managing Real Madrid, he goes into the final against Liverpool, and he has a history of playing of going against Liverpool in the Champions League final. He's one and one so far. One in two thousand, uh, lost in two thousand five. One in two thousand seven. That was with AC Milan. Now he's looking to make it two to one in his favor with this time with Real Madrid. So. Carlo Ancelotti facing Liverpool in the Champions League final. 
It's happened before. You know, one time it was a heartbreaking finish. One time, it w one time it was a moment of redemption. And this time, Carl Ancelotti wants to make sure that he wins it convincingly, and that just might happen. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.